Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast episode number 18. Thank you for clicking on this podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. We have a great episode planned. So Matt Chapman signs with the San Francisco Giants on a three-year, $54 million contract. We'll talk about that. We have the BB Beautiful breakdown of the week. We're going to be breaking down Kodai Senga. Probably his best start of the season last year was around late May against the Phillies. He absolutely carved them up. We're going to be breaking down that start. We have my most anticipated matchups for 2024. Uh, There's probably around 10 or 15 matchups that you could argue are in the top five, but I, I, I windled it down to five, and I'm excited for you guys to see that. We have some weird random segments. I saw something on Reddit of a tattoo someone had, and I, I just need some of you guys to see it. And yeah, then we have a question at the end of the podcast, man. So again, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to Alexander and Tilted Pole. These were two guys that um, I think two or three days ago, we did a playback TV live stream watching some spring training baseball together. And those two guys really stuck through the entire time. It was so, so fun having them uh, in the stream watching baseball. We jumped, we watched the Cubs game. We watched the, it was Cubs Rockies. We watched the Yankees game. It was really, really fun. And again, it's something that I'm going to continue to do during the regular season around three to four times a week. So thank you so much to Alexander and Tilted Pole. Again, it's something that I'm probably going to be doing on Monday. I'm thinking another stream watching spring training live again together, but it depends on the schedule, especially of the night game. So without further ado, let's finally talk about this Matt Chapman deal with the Giants. A three-year $54 million contract. Also, by the way, I'm still a little bit sick. So if there might be some a little extra cuts because I'm blowing my nose a lot. But um, this deal has three opt-outs. So it's it's very eerily similar to Cody Bellinger, what his deal was, except instead of $80 million, it's it's $54 million, which is very funny because, I mean, they both have Scott Boris. But um, yeah, opt-outs after each and every single year. Year one, it's going to be $20 million, which is a lot of money. I mean, three or $54 million, you're assuming it's around like, what, 17, 16 a million a year. But again, year one is going to be 20 mil, and he has the ability to opt out. So if he could put up a really very good season, like he could get paid uh, right after the season. But year number two, I think is $18 million, And then year number three, it's around 16 or $15 million for Matt Chapman. So um, a, a very good value contract for the Giants. I think this is a move that is really going to help their team. I'm a massive fan of what the Giants project to be in 2024. I'm a I'm a bigger fan than most people. I think they've had a really, really good offseason. Again, I, I think Matt Chapman going into this offseason, I, I, think, I think most people would have thought that Matt Chapman is getting significantly more money for a, a longer time. But the year that he had in 2023 was so interesting because he was so dominant and he was the AL player of the month in April. He was balling out on every single level. But after that, he was really one of the worst, like I, I wouldn't say one of the worst hitters in all of baseball, but the strikeout rate, he was striking out 28% of the time. The power numbers were still there. The exit velocities, the baseball savant. I, I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys like the baseball savant numbers. We all know the barrel percentages, I think a hundred percent. Like he's lit, he's he's like the he's the barrel king, the exit velocity king. But his numbers outside of April as a whole, and when I watched Matt Chapman, I I thought he was in some ways a black hole in the Blue Jays lineup. I know that's a pretty strong term, but I think the Giants adding Matt Chapman is really gonna help their team. Now their pitching staff and their starting rotation, especially early on in the season, is really gonna be massive in determining how good of a team this team actually is. 
Um, and they don't really have a lot of depth, especially with the injury. I think of Kyle Harrison. I think Kyle Harrison just went down. So their pitching staffs relying on a lot of young guys, doesn't have a lot of depth. Alex Wood, Robbie Ray, both on the shelf. So their pitching staff is a lot of question marks. But this lineup, though it doesn't have a lot of stars, I honestly believe it could be a top 10 lineup in all of baseball. I think they have 12 guys up and down that 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 can hit they're above average hitters Jung-Hoo Lee I think is going to be a lot better than people think Jorge Soler is a guy I think has been one of the most underrated hitters in all of baseball I think he really is a legit power threat that can bat fourth and be very very effective in your lineup adding Matt Chapman Marco Luciano Michael Conforto Mike Yastrzemski Wilmer Flores tired like like Wilmer Flores as right now as this team stands projects not even to be a starter and he put up a 136 WRC plus last year. Yes, I don't think a lot of people realize. I honestly didn't realize he was that good. In like 115 games, he was such an effective hitter. I didn't even mention late light, late night Lamont Wade Jr., one of my favorite uh, nicknames and really players. He's a very, very fun player to watch. So I think this lineup, I don't think a lot of people should have question marks about it. Um, I think people will, but I, I believe it's a very, very good lineup. And I think Matt Chapman, though, he does strike out a lot. He's a solid at worst. He's never had a below 100 WRC plus pretty much his entire career. Like it's always been 105, at least 110. We've seen him put up 120, 125. Very good power numbers. Could easily put up 25 homers. So Matt Chapman is going to add to this lineup. Again, he strikes out a lot. He's not the perfect hitter. But um, I think the combination of Jung-Hoo Lee at the top, uh, again, Tyro Estrada, late night Lamont, like the top five, top six is, is a little like it's dangerous. And then if you see Marco Luciano developing Patrick Bailey behind the plate, I'm intrigued to see how he plays. So they have a lot, a lot of players and they can make a lot of roster changes. I would not be surprised at the trade deadline. This team's probably going to be active as well. They have a lot of guys that I could see getting moved. Again, they have like 14. I didn't even mention like Joey Bart. Joey Bart's a guy. He's still on this team. He was like, what? Like, I think he was a top five pick in the draft. Like, he hasn't really even been, been given like a full, full opportunity. And I guarantee you another team would love to give him an opportunity. So they have a lot of moving pieces. And this team, actually, I saw a report today on MLB.com. They're all in, reportedly, on Blake Snell. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think this is a move that needs to be made. And I really don't see any other team that Blake Snell will sign with outside of the Giants at this point. I don't see another team. I, I know people are going to talk about the Yankees. And really, I think it's the Yankees and the Giants that I, I don't see any other team just coming out of nowhere and just paying Blake Snell a lot of money with a long-term deal. I, I don't see it in any world. But the, the Giants is a team that makes the most sense in every single regard. This team needs pitching so bad this team loves spending money they want to compete and Blake Snell makes sense like very much sense for this team he's staying in the division um and I think it's a move that needs to be made they're all in on him and I honestly again expect in the next week or two Blake Snell to be a San Francisco Giant so I'm excited man I, I love this team again I like the way they're constructed I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch this lineup work one through nine and the pitching staff we're going to see how it develops. I'm excited for some young guys. Again, Kyle Harrison, Keiston Wynn. Uh, I think they have a bet. Beck is pretty good. Like, they have a lot of young pitchers that I, I'm intrigued to see how they play. And um, Blake Snell would be a massive addition to the move that probably does, again, needs to be made. Uh, Snell or Montgomery for the San Francisco Giants. So, um, yeah, let me know in the comments what you think of this Matt Chapman deal. And now we're going to move on to the BB Beautiful Breakdown of the Week. Some would argue the best part of the podcast, man. The BB Beautiful Breakdown of the Week today. As I mentioned in the intro, it is Kodai Senga, his start. It was around May 30th, I think it was, 
last year against the Philadelphia Phillies. He absolutely balled out in this game. And yeah, we're going to be breaking down the start, getting some different matchups. So pretty much I, I just pick out some good sequences against certain hitters and I just talk about it, break down it, and just witness the incredible stuff that Kodai Senga has. And yeah, it's super, super fun. Again, we're going to be doing this um, once a week during the regular season. And it's going to be a part of the weekly podcast that I do, man. So if you do enjoy, man, leave a like, subscribe, and enjoy the BB Beautiful Breakdown of the Week. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed that BB Beautiful Breakdown of the Week. And let's move on to the most anticipated matchups for 2024. Again, this is a really tough list to make. I think I mentioned it in the intro. I windled it down to five teams. And again, you could argue there's so, again, there's like 15 teams. You could, 15 different matchups you could argue are very, very highly regarded. They're probably going to be really fun to watch. And the fact that every single team plays each other now, which is, by the way, one of the better rules changes, um, like of the past, like 20 years. I mean, that's really going to be so, uh, I'm so happy that it did happen. It's, a, it's something that needed to happen. So we're going to see Yankees, like we're going to see so many matchups every single year. So my most anticipated matchups, we got five lists. Let's start off at the number one slot. And the number one matchup, my most anticipated matchup for 2024 is going to be Dodgers and Yankees. Yes, I know it's a pretty generic pick, the two biggest markets in baseball. But um, this is a matchup that MOB needs. This is a matchup that uh, really baseball fans should love. I mean, these are two historic organizations and these teams are so uberly talented with so many stars it just it just projects to be one of the best matches we'll see in 2024 um and i was thinking about it uh, i i don't know what i was thinking about it but if major major league baseball a lot of people are talking about the quote-unquote downfall which actually i would consider it yes i mean the world series viewership last year was significantly lower the national presence around baseball and major leagues i know the pitch clock definitely helped that but it's it's just it just can't compete with all the other sports. But a Dodgers Yankees World Series in 2024 is the thing that Major League Baseball needs the most. This would do wonders for viewership, for bringing fans in, and for excitement for national. This is national. We're not talking just America. I mean Japan. We're talking the entire world is watching the Dodgers-Yankees World Series. That's how I anticipated this matchup was. I, I think the viewership would, I, I think I looked up, I, I looked, I think the highest viewership for a, a World Series, of course I, I got <laughs> The most viewed World Series was in 1980 with the Kansas City Royals and I guess the Boston Red Sox. And it, it was average viewership of 42 million. Um, for the game and last year if you don't know I think it was around 9 million was the average so it was significantly low I mean the, I, I think 20 like like 2021 2020 it was around like 15 16 million. so it took a significant drop off last year but this World Series I think would surpass that with the viewership from Japan with Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto with the market of New York and LA and Every single baseball fan, every single person in really America, I think this would create buzz similar to like the NBA finals, similar to like the Super Bowl in some ways. Like this would be such a good matchup for baseball. And yeah, it's an anticipated matchup for the regular season, at least in Yankee Stadium, Dodgers Yankees, something I'm super excited for. I think this matchup's happening around mid-June. So yes, day two, man, it's going to be a great matchup. And again, something that baseball really, uh, it would so improve um, the, the marketability and, and really just do wonders for the game of baseball if we did see this World Series in 2024.
Uh, number two matchup, my second most anticipated matchup in 2024, is going to be the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. This rivalry, I really believe, is real. I think you could argue... Um, for 2024, it is the best rivalry. That's why I have it at number two. I think the the beef between these teams, what transpired at the end of the regular season last year, I, I remember, uh, I think it was Market, Market, and Marcus Simeon was involved. Adonis Garcia is obviously involved. Um, and, and then we saw what happened in the playoffs. Obviously, they went uh, to game seven. Uh, Brian Abreu hit Adolis Garcia, thought it was intentional, benches cleared. And overall, it was such a hard-fought game, um, uh, entire series. And these teams are both so talented. And I expect these two teams to produce a really, really great matchup. Again, I think there's beef between these teams. Um, Dusty Baker is gone, but these teams, the, the, the battle of Texas... It's electric. So I'm very excited for this matchup. And again, I think this rivalry is going to continue to develop in the next couple of years. Uh, and it's something I'm super, super excited to see. So number three, most anticipated matchup for 2024 is the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers. Yes, I, I know this matchup. It, I, I think 2021, 2022 is probably the prime of this matchup. I don't know if we'll see it as it was back then. But the Padres are still a still a good team. At least they should be a, a, a better team than they were last year. And we know what the LA Dodgers are. And we know what this rivalry means specifically to the Padres fans. Man, they love this matchup. They absolutely they live for Padres Dodgers in Petco Park. I remember I was doing, I did a breakdown, by the way, go check out that breakdown, breaking down Padres Dodgers ninth inning. This was like, I think late April of last year. Man, Petco Park was into that shit. BLA! They love doing that BLA chant. They obviously beat them in the 2022 first round of the division series in five, or I think it might have been four games or five games, but um, it was an it was a crazy upset, electric upset, and these teams really hate each other. We've seen some crazy regular season games uh, of these two teams. The electricity of San Diego and LA when they play each other, they, these teams really don't like to like each other. And again, I think these teams are still very very good and i expect a competitive series when we do see these teams play so i'm excited for that i love always again a padres dodgers matchup uh over the past four years in my opinion has been the best rivalry that we've seen the number four most anticipated matchup that i have is the milwaukee brewers yeah i know and the chicago cubs i i'm surprised that i'm even i'm even doing this because i'm not a guy who's excited to watch brewers baseball but the Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago Cubs, this matchup should be very fun to watch. First of all, Wrigley Field, we all know, is one of the most electric ballparks to watch. The atmosphere, uh, again, around the Cubs going into 2024 is even better than it has been in previous years. And, and they just got Craig Council, who is the Brewers manager, and some would argue the best manager in all baseball. So, yeah, I think the beef between these teams is definitely going to be real. I think we're going to see, again, some crazy atmospheres in Wrigley Field between these two teams. I think the Brewers are still a solid team, a good team. Now, I, I the only reason I was hesitant to put this team, uh, this rivalry, this high was because the Brewers are like, ah, their pitching staff is not that good, even though it's always good. Um, their, their bullpen's still really good. And actually, I think their position player group is a lot better than it was in previous years. So I think that that they kind of flip, man. They're, obviously, the rotation's always been dominant, but with losing Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff being, I think, out for pretty much the entire season next year, their pitching staff really does not have a lot of depth, a lot, not a lot of young guys. I think they're projected number two starter right now is Wade Miley. But this matchup should, again, be really good. I think the Brewers players are going to really play hard in this series. Um, and, again, it's something that Wrigley Field brings out, the vibe. 
And I think these two teams are really going to play hard. Craig Council is going to be very interesting to see how the Brewers fans uh, react when Craig Council comes in there with the Chicago Cubs uniform. So the number fifth most anticipated rivalry in 2024 that I have is the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Yes, it is. Again, there's so many different matchups that you can go to. I was thinking about the Phillies and the D-backs. It's definitely a matchup that I'm anticipating. I want to give an honorable mention to that because of what happened in the playoffs last year. I think those teams are really going to really battle during the regular season. That's going to be fun to watch. But the Phillies and the Braves, this team, uh, the Phillies have knocked out the Braves. Um, what has it been? The past two years, they've knocked them out in the first round. So, like, Man, the Braves, this team is one of the most highly regarded organizations uh, over, over the past, like, five, ten years. It's such a well-respected organization. But, goddamn, y'all got beat by the Phillies past two years in the playoffs. So, like, they're going to – I mean, this matchup's always electric. We've seen some of the moments that the Phillies bring. The Phillies fans um, and Citizens Bank Bar goes nuts. Uh, Atlanta also, that atmosphere is also incredible. These matchups are always so fun to watch. And these are two teams that have history – and they're both really talented teams. I expect them to be uh, two playoff teams and two incredible teams in 2024. So that's definitely an anticipated matchup. And let me know in the comments other matchups that I didn't mention. Again, there's probably around 10 or 15 matchups that you could argue are super, super anticipated and are going to be absolutely electric. So let me know in the comments what you think. Honestly, I just thought about it now is the Baltimore Orioles. I didn't mention them. They're definitely a team that I'm very excited to see in 2024. Maybe, I, I think probably top three and like most team, like the team that I'm most excited to watch in 2024, that atmosphere, that team I expect to be uh, once again, a powerhouse in baseball. So let's move on to the next part of the podcast. And this is from MLB Reddit. So I was scrolling through MLB Reddit and I'm not on Reddit there. Like this is probably the fourth time that I've ever been on Reddit. I, I don't even, I think I, I might've actually just installed it on my phone, but so I saw this tattoo that somebody had. It was a Texas radio broadcaster. So I'm assuming that it's the Rangers radio broadcaster play by play. And he got a tattoo of game five of the world series last year, the full box score. Now, any podcast listeners, um, you're going to have to look this up if you want to see it, but I'll pretty much describe what, exactly what it is. And any people listening to the video, it should be on screen right now. And as you can see, this just caught my eye as just absolutely crazy. This is one of the coolest things that I've seen. Um, someone get tattooed on them, like sports related, a full box score, like a, a full box score. I mean, this is like, you get the New York post, you get any sort of newspaper looking at baseball scores. It is everything it is batting average walks strikeouts you can see the entire list you can see simians you see the playoff averages you see in the bottom you can see the errors you can see the home runs the doubles you can see the i don't even what else do they, they include like walks they include sack flies i think it is incredible he got the full thing tattooed i think it was on his arm it's something that i've never seen i've never seen anything like that um and it's so cool it's really really cool and as someone who um loves baseball and newspapers and it's really what got me into baseball in the first place if, if i were to get any sort of tattoo that's going to be baseball or sports related it i'm not going to lie to you it probably would be this this just brings out the baseball nerd in me it, it's really really cool and i mean you look man this is texas rangers what was it i think it was their first I, i'm pretty sure yeah their first world series in franchise history he's gonna get that shit tattooed the full box score 
And also shout out to the tattoo artist. Um, there are some crazy tattoo like designs that people do, but that's gotta be one of the coolest and most creative and very hard to actually do. Everything's gotta be pinpoint and it was all even. It, it was very, very impressive. So shout out to the tattoo artist. And again, something that's very, very cool and something that um, I just wanted to show you all. So let's move on to um, Royce Lewis. So I was on MLB.com. I see an article on MLB.com. It's not normal, quote unquote. Royce Lewis adds to legacy with 425 foot slam. I just want to quickly talk about this. So Royce Lewis, obviously he's like that. He hit a 425 foot home run in spring training. But the real, I, I wouldn't say problem, but I just think I want to point out that's just weird and I've never seen before. Royce Lewis adds to legacy with a spring training home run. Yes, you guys heard that right. So Royce Lewis, a 25-year-old stud, first overall pick. We saw the potential that he had last year, and I expect him to probably put it together for a full season. I could easily see him being a top 10-ish MVP candidate. He's very, very good. But um, yeah, I, I think by the end of the Royce Lewis career, when he's retiring at like 37, what puts up a great career? We're going to be looking on March 1st, 2024, when he hit a 425-foot spring training home run. I'm not gonna lie to you, Dohoin Park. I'm that pronounced that man. I'm really sorry, but Park. Um, I don't know if he actually titled this, but whoever titled this article is, I mean, first of all, clickbait as hell because what are you talking about? Adds to legacy, but it just it doesn't even make sense. Like, you don't even have to lie about that. Like, Royce Lewis is adding to his legacy, guys. He just hit a bomb in spring training. Like, bro, he's about to hit 30 tanks this year. This is this ain't going to add to it. You're telling me in Royce Lewis' career highlights, we're going to see a spring training home run? <laughs> like, we're just throwing around the word legacy. Like, uh, like are we looking at Barry? Uh, not, I don't know why I brought up Barry Bonds. But like, what's a random play? Eight, not Andrew. Andrew Belt is a Hall of Famer. I'm looking at all my baseball cards that I have right now. Look at um uh, Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy is a good example. We're going to look at Daniel Murphy. By the way, he was on the SNY broadcast. I know it's Daniel Murphy. But... We're not going to look at a guy like Daniel Murphy or George Springer. Like, we're going to look at their spring training highlight homer. Even if it was a cool homer, it, it ain't adding to their legacy. I just, it's just funny that they added to, and it was something that caught my eye. I'm like, what the fuck added to, not normal. Royce Lewis adds to his legacy, which is a regular old 425 foot homer. Like, what, like it, it, it was just funny. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the best part of the podcast, the actual best part of the podcast. It is the question of the day. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate you. We love baseball around here. And if you're not subscribed, like the podcast, um, appreciate you. And the question of the day today is what is the most fun casual? We're talking casual um, vacation because I mean, you know, like they can't like a, we're, I'm not saying it's a casual vacation, but it's not a vacation. Like you're, you're flying out. You're, you're just a casual, maybe a family road trip, a three hour road trip. You're going somewhere. What's the best and most fun casual you're staying there for like three nights it's one of those it's not like a week long you're going to like i don't know japan uh, a really cool foreign country mexico you're just it's just a casual three hour four hour five hour road trip maybe you see some family some friends what's the best place to actually go i have a good answer and if you disagree um actually i don't think no but my most fun casual vacation is an indoor water park man indoor water park i'm gonna be honest with you i might argue that i would i would remove the 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 phrase casual from indoor water park indoor water park is is like top three best things in the entire world i'm not gonna lie to you man 
indoor water parks i i mean i haven't been to one in like what like six seven years i mean actually not six seven years i don't know why i just threw that out i, I probably like four three or four years but some of my honestly like best memories are, are from an indoor water park indoor water parks are are just such a an incredible vibe it it feels it just i, I don't even know like You're just like, it's not a resort, it, 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 but it has that resort feeling. You're just like in the hotel, you just run down to the water park and you go on like all the crazy rides and you're literally just there all day, just fucking going on crazy rides. You're getting wet. Um, that taking the, don't take that, but like, it, it's just, it's just incredible. I enjoy it so much. Um, and yeah, I, I want to go to one so bad. Like I, I genuinely like some of the most fun times that I've ever had is from an indoor water park. I'm obsessed with it. And as a casual vacation, you stay there for three nights, two nights, man, that shit finna be a blast. It's good. It's just so, oh man, it's just, it's exciting, man. So casual vacation again, I would, I would I, I like top three places that I are things that I want to do. Indoor water park is like top five, man. It's just, it's just, I love it so much, but Let me know in the comments, man. What is your most fun casual vacation that you've ever been to or would like to go to? And yeah, that's going to wrap up this podcast, man. If you did enjoy, make sure to leave a like, subscribe. I appreciate you for making it this far. Again, Playback TV, um, if you made it this far, Alexander Tilted Poll, man, you're a go. And also tune in to a future Playback TV live stream. Playback TV is a platform where we can watch baseball live together. And we're going to be doing it around three to four times a week during the regular season. So, Uh, yeah, I appreciate you again. If you made it this far, you obviously enjoy Leave a like, subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. And yeah, I'll see y'all in the next one, man. Peace out.